0: We have some exciting news to share with you. The second annual North Florida High School Sports Safety Awards will be held Wednesday night, May 17th at 6 p.m. at the Historic Ritz Theater in downtown Jacksonville. Please join us as we honor uh, healthcare workers, athletic trainers, physicians, and those who help to keep our region safe. We look forward to seeing you and uh, look forward to having a great time together again this year at the North Florida High School Sports Safety Awards. Thank you. So hello, this is Jim Mackey with the Youth Sports Safety Update. And we're here at the um, Sports Injury Symposium, sponsored by JSMP and FASMED and the Jacksonville Jaguars and DreamFinders Homes. So we have the great privilege to have uh, Dr. Eric Korus from USF, University of South Florida Health. He is also the team physician for the University of South Florida Bulls and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, chairman and professor at the Department of Family Medicine, a professor in the Department of Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. We're going to put all these in the show notes for you today. And But welcome, Dr. We Thank Happy you. Happy to
1: be here. No, thanks for having me.
0: All right. So you are currently the chair of the Florida High School Athletic Association Sports Medicine Advisory Committee. So tell me a, bit, a little bit about this committee, what's its purpose in regards to sports health and sports safety.
1: Sure. The sports medicine uh, advisory committee is a group of about 15 sports medicine professionals, uh, bright, talented people from really distributed across the state. Uh, The structure is really set up by state legislature on who they want to be on the board. And it really serves to kind of advise the board as they make decisions regarding our student athletes across the state. The board really makes all the decisions, uh, but it does often seek input from the sports medicine advisory committee. Um, It's a group uh, that's all volunteer. Uh, We meet quarterly and then kind of on demand if acute issues come up. And again, that structure is really dictated by the legislature. There's athletic trainers, there's team physicians, There's a chiropractor, there's a podiatrist, and a dentist. Uh, They want kind of a diverse group, and then there's some coaches involved as well. So, uh, we had Dr.
0: Jennifer Maynard on a previous podcast who kind of gave us a lot of the details of the changes in the EL2, EL3, and the ATAT concussion forms. Uh, But as a physician, can you address some of these? General changes and what it means to the parents, what it means to the physicians and what it means to the safety of our
1: athletes. Yeah, sure. Some of the most recent additions were um, significant in regard to the PPE and not that significant in regard to the concussion Forms, but basically, the major organizations governing sports medicine give recommendations about every five to 10 years on the optimized uh, pre participation exam. And so in 2019, the American College of Sports Medicine, AMSSM, uh, the American Academy of Pediatrics, American Academy of F- Family Physicians, a bunch of groups, about six major organizations, produced a new monograph. Uh, recommending what should be in the PPE. And so the most recent change is really just the state of Florida adopting that nationally recommended guideline for the pre-participation exam. And so I think for the the student athletes and the parents, just being comfortable that they're following most recent best practice guidelines from the national organization uh, should make them feel, you know, more comfortable that they're uh, son or daughter's pre-participation exam is is up to date with the latest standards and best practices. So physicians and parents may find
0: some of this paperwork a little tedious or extensive, but again, how can they, um, is there any keys to overcoming that yeah. or just taking a preparation, taking the time to, one, do a, a very proper physical and that?
1: I, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, paperwork and an extra Effort is always uh, difficult. Everybody's busy. There's lots of things to do. But I would say, you know, good care and good safety for the student-athletes is of extreme importance. And it always does require some extra work. But our our student-athletes are worth it. Uh, Their safety is the most important thing. And it really is this extra work that's been shown to save lives. You know, going from uh, old school, not doing much of anything and let sort of nature take its course as far as injuries and heat illness and sudden cardiac death, uh, we know we can change those outcomes. And it's really this extra effort, I think, that makes the biggest difference.
0: We do know that the EL3 has a lot of very good educational information about heat and concussion, those types of things. So please take the time to look at those forms and get educated, not just sign the form. I think that's one thing that we do. We go in and we just sign the forms and don't really read a lot of the fine print, but a lot of this is meant to help educate uh, the public uh, as well. So you do a lot of work in the Tampa Bay area and how how do you spread the sports message, sports safety message in that area?
1: Yeah, I think it's a great variety of of methods. You know, there's a lot of, been a lot of grassroots education. Uh, We were going around the state and around the Tampa Bay area for a while with a course called Prepare, uh, which sort of teaches coaches, teachers, parents, uh, school administrators on sports safety. Uh, Also, these documents, again, being updated through the Florida High School Athletic Association. I think that helps because it gets really that information in the hands of, of every parent. Um, Going through uh, national and state education and research symposiums on sports safety, educating not only uh, student athletes and parents, but even other physicians around the area to be more alert for some of these problems, to be more alert for coaching up uh, parents and kids about the problem. Um, Upgrading uh, parental and student mandatory educational documents, I think, is a big part of that. Um, Also, with Bob's uh, help, we developed some videos um, that are free and available to parents and student athletes to coach them up on, you know, what to watch out for with heat illness, what to watch out for with cardiac problems, and then what to do in case of emergency. Because, again, the student athletes, the teammates, the coaches uh, also become force multipliers when you have everyone uh, have more information.
0: And these forms will be available on our website, uh, but they're also available at FHSAA.org. But we'll post these uh, links and some of these videos, too, that are very informative. uh, Because uh, concussion, or as we say, head, heat, and heart and sickle cell are four of the leading causes of sudden death in athletics. Uh, Sudden cardiac arrest leading that uh, away, unfortunately. But uh, we have got to be prepared. Got to have great emergency action plans, have a certified athletic trainer uh, where possible. And we're talking not just um, uh, public school organized sports. We're talking about club teams, uh, AAU groups. Others need to be prepared because anything can happen at any time. So what kind of messages would you like to share with parents and uh, coaches and athletes in regards to uh, making sure your child is safe? for participation.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's critical again because the parents and the teammates are with these athletes all the time and so I think getting a good thorough pre-participation exam is critical. Uh, ideally with a physician who knows your child and has known them for years uh, because that history becomes so important? You know, are they on medications that might increase their risk of exertional heat illness? Uh, If they have a history of outdoor allergies or asthma, do they have their inhalers? Do they have the things they need? Uh, And does your athletic trainer know about those things so that if you start to struggle, um, someone can intervene? You know, make sure your school has an athletic trainer. Uh, That's obviously a big push uh, at the state level, at the national level, because those really end up being those first responders for those conditioning practices in the middle of the summer where we have problems. Make sure your school has an AED and make sure the student athletes have access to it uh, at practice. And so make sure you know where it is, who's maintaining it. Make sure they have a cold tub for acute heat stroke. Again, that's been a major effort as part of the policy updates is to make sure that the emergency response to heat stroke is appropriate. So make sure your school has the equipment and make sure your school has the appropriate emergency personnel, like an athletic trainer, who can step in when, you know, things go wrong.
0: Right. And a written, posted, venue-specific emergency action plan so people know who to call, what to do where to go, where the proper equipment is, uh, accessibility, as you said, accessibility to their own personal EpiPen, their own asthma inhaler, the AED, and any other emergency equipment or phone numbers that that need to be posted and available for people to uh, have that in a quick response. Because we want to respond within one to three minutes in, in any of those situations.
1: I'd also, well, I just also say, as part of that pre-participation exam, consider asking your doctor about an EKG. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are definite uh, cardiac illnesses that would put a young athlete at risk of sudden cardiac arrest or sudden cardiac death. And many of those we can pick up with a simple low-cost EKG. And I would consider having that discussion with your um, son or daughter's physician about uh, the, the benefit of that. And, and consider getting one to screen for those things that would put them at risk of a sudden cardiac death. And it can be a simple,
0: low-cost procedure um, that you have performed at your doctor's office or through mass screening-type programs, which uh, hopefully are becoming more, much more available. We've had some uh, unfortunate situations of young athletes dying, and their parents having to start foundations to raise money for AEDs. And now there's even some federal legislation that's underway and the state of Florida is the number one leader in sports safety and uh, we want to keep those policies up to date but we want bottom line people to be, people to be prepared for whatever can happen absolutely so as we wrap up here any closing thoughts any messages you'd like to share with the public
1: Well, things that they know already, which are, you know, sports are great. They have many proven benefits, but we want them to be as safe as possible for our young student athletes. And so I would tell parents, get involved, you know, support your schools, support your athletic programs, support your school's ATC, Uh, learn and educate yourself in a lot of these areas. Because again, you as a parent, uh, you as a student athlete are very important in sports safety uh, generally have a good physician, see them once a year, ideally somebody well-versed in sports safety, so they can help you kind of sort out your risk and things that might put you most uh, in harm's way as far as illnesses. And then, you know, provide good, healthy, safe guidelines for your children, uh, coach them up on what to watch out for. And that's where a lot of these educational materials um, come in handy. And Again, I'd say, remember this time of year, we're coming close to the really hot months of summer where we see most student athlete deaths in Florida is in the early conditioning drills in the heat of summer when athletes are not conditioned, they're not acclimatized. And so, you know, go into that setting as conditioned as you can be. And with seven to 10 sessions of exercise in the heat, fully acclimatized to the heat to watch out for that risk of exertional heat stroke. Exactly. So a lot of work to be done in in preparing
0: for this summer and the heat that's coming up. Uh, But we we appreciate you, Dr. Corus, everything you're doing on the uh, FHSAA uh, Sports Medicine Advisory Committee, what you're doing in the Tampa Bay region, what you're doing in the state uh, for our parents, families, uh, student athletes. Uh, everyone that's involved so we can have a, uh, a safe environment. So thank you very much for joining us no, today. It's a and, pleasure. And thank you f- uh, for joining us on the Youth Sports Safety Update. Again, not to be repetitive, but prepare with a good certified athletic trainer, an AED, an automated external defibrillator, a good emergency action plan. Uh, be prepared in uh, all circumstances. And we'll have information posted on our website, which is JAXSMP.com. And please join us again for another episode of the Youth Sports Safety Update. My name is Jim Mackey. I'm your host and producer today, a certified athletic trainer for many years. Thank you very much, and we'll look to see you soon. Thank you.